And our gospel comes to us from Mark, the first chapter. Now, after John was arrested, Jesus came to Galilee, proclaiming the good news of God and saying, the time is fulfilled and the kingdom of God has come near. Repent and believe the good news. As Jesus passed along the Sea of Galilee, he saw Simon and his brother Andrew casting a net into the sea, for they were fishermen. And Jesus said to them, follow me and I will make you fish for people. And immediately they left their nets and followed him. As he went a little farther, he saw James, son of Zebedee, and his brother John, who were in their boat mending the nets. Immediately he called to them, and they left their father Zebedee in the boat with the hired men and followed him. This is the gospel of the Lord. You may be seated. I invite you to pray with me this morning. Holy God, you have a word for us today, a word of comfort and a word of challenge, a word of guidance and a word of uh, hope. Lord, plant your word in us, in our hearts, that it may bear fruit through our lives. Amen. Do you remember the first time you heard Jesus calling you? When was a time when you first felt that, that holy presence, almost like a voice saying, come, follow me? Today is the story of the call of the, the very first disciples, these first four, actually, these two sets of brothers. We've got Peter and Andrew, James and John. And it's tempting to look back on this story as just a story about then uh, or a story about them, but that would be a mistake because it's a story about us. It's a story about now as well. Jesus calls each of us. Jesus calls to me and to you with that same invitation, follow me. And Jesus called these first disciples, of course, 2,000 years ago, but he hasn't stopped calling people since. So when did Jesus call to you? When did you hear that voice? Maybe you have a powerful story, a, almost a testimony that you could share. Maybe Maybe for some of us, we have like a vague idea, but it's a little bit fuzzy. Or maybe for others, maybe you aren't quite sure. You're still waiting and wondering, wrestling with it. But wherever this question finds you today, know this. I believe that Jesus has a call for your life. Jesus has and is and will call each of us to follow, to become his disciples. And our reading today is just one of the call stories uh, in the Gospels and in, the, in Scripture, but there are many others. And in Mark's telling of this particular event, while it's inspiring, I also find it a little bit intimidating. You know what I mean? I mean, these people are out at their job, their, their daily work. They're out fishing with a family business. They're together. And, and then this guy, Jesus, comes up and simply says, follow me, and they drop everything, and they just leave, Right? Immediately, they drop everything and go. I mean, I have some questions about that. Anybody else? Like Peter and Andrew, for example, did they have others working with them? Or did they just leave their boats and all their gear and take off? Uh, what, what about poor Zebedee? I mean, picture this father sitting in his boat. He's, he's working the nets over here in the water, and he turns around, and his, his help, his children, they just walk away and leave. I can tell you what that would have gone over like when I was a kid working on the farm. It wouldn't have been good. Right? You have to wonder, like, how did he feel? Was he upset? Was he confused? Uh, did he understand what was happening and, and, and was proud of them for taking this new adventure? We have no idea, really. We don't really know. 
But I have to wonder, like, did they, did they hesitate at all? I mean, while Jesus' word is, is powerful and the, the, the response, the immediacy of their response is certainly something that's inspiring, it also can be hard to relate. I mean, did they wrestle with it at all? Did, did, did they have any conversation with their father before they, they got up and left? Did, did, did Peter and James wonder, did they ask any questions? We don't really know. Interestingly, though, in Luke's gospel, we get a different version of this same story, and, and I love this. So I'm going to read this. Uh, we're going to put it up on the screen and look at this together because Luke tells it a little differently. Starting uh, in the fifth chapter, verse 4, he says this, when, they, when uh, Jesus had finished speaking, he said to, to Simon, Simon Peter, put out into the deep water and let down your nets for a catch. Simon answered, Master, we've worked all night long and have caught nothing. Yet if you say so, I will let down the nets. And when they had done this, they caught so many fish that the nets were beginning to break. So they signaled to their partners in the other boat to come and help them. And they, they came and filled both boats so that they began to sink. But when Simon Peter saw it, he fell down at Jesus' knees saying, Go away from me, Lord, for I am a sinful man. You know, Luke shows us this version of the story with Peter who is... Uh, who had experienced Jesus' teaching, who had this miraculous catch of fish, and still he was hesitant, even resisting a little bit. Peter felt unworthy, and, and I can relate to this story just a little bit more. Makes us wonder which story is right, huh? Well, the answer is yes. <laughs> They're both correct. The gospel gives us these different perspectives on purpose. The gospel writers are revealing something important to us here, that when it comes to the call of Jesus, people respond in different ways. And that's okay. People have different experiences. And as you look throughout the scriptures, I see five kind of key ways that we see people responding to this call of Jesus to follow him. Uh, the first one that we see today is what I call the immediately call story, right? Uh, Jesus simply speaks and immediately they drop everything and they go. We see that in Matthew as well. The, the second one is what we see in Luke, what I call the complex thoughts and feelings call story, right? Luke shows us the complexity of the emotions and the things that Peter was thinking about and wrestling with. Then there's also the inviting others call story. Uh, if you look in John's gospel, this is how the story evolves. It's a story about people pointing Jesus out to one another, and then they run and they tell their friends, say, come, you've got to see this guy, come and see, and then Jesus calls them. There's also the repentance and generosity call story. We see this in, in Luke 19 with Zacchaeus, the tax collector. He experiences the grace and the love of Jesus, and he responds by saying, Lord, if, any, if I've defrauded anyone, I will pay them back fourfold, and, and I will give half of everything I own to the poor, those in need. And then there's the last one, my personal favorite, the, the knocked off the horse call story. This is what we see in the book of Acts with the Apostle Paul, right? He, he's persecuting the church, and, and his call story involves Jesus blinding him for three days and knocking him to the ground in the dusty desert. We don't actually know if he was riding a horse or not, but I think it makes the story more fun to imagine that, right? Because sometimes the call of Jesus shocks us into attention. Whatever it is, the common thread is that Jesus calls each of us and we respond in different ways. In fact, sometimes I think we have a hard time heeding that call at all. 
So for, the, for a moment, I want to think about what is it that gets in the way when you feel the sense of Jesus calling you to something? I think one of the things that gets in our way are there are so many competing voices in our world today, right? There are so many voices out there that say, follow me, follow this path, and everything will go so well for you, right? There's, there's advertising about possessions and, and the allure of, of wealth or status or what people think of us or politicians promising this or that or whatever it is. There are so many competing voices saying, follow me and things will go well for you. It can be hard to hear Jesus in the midst of that. I think another thing that gets in the way is shame and guilt that we might carry, right? Sometimes we think we're not worthy. We, we, find, we feel the sense of, uh, of longing and, and calling, and yet we find ourselves thinking, Lord, if you only knew what was in my heart, Lord, if you only knew what I've been through or done. But look at the list, friends, of who Jesus called. He calls, yes, faithful Jewish fellows who followed the letter of the law, but he also called passionate zealots who were stirring things up and getting into trouble. He called tax collectors. He called someone he knew would betray him. He even calls Paul, who is actively persecuting the church and harming other people. So friends, whatever you think it is that disqualifies you from following Jesus, think again. Do you think you are unworthy or too guilty like Peter, feeling like, go away, Lord, I'm, I'm, I'm sinful? Guess what? We all are. I know I am. But therein lies the beautiful good news of Jesus' call. You see, to follow Jesus is to be transformed by Jesus. To follow Jesus is to be transformed by him. And we see this in the reading today. I want to kind of zoom in on one uh, little section one more time. This is verse 16 and 17. Let's look at this again. Jesus passed along the Sea of Galilee. He saw Simon and his brother Andrew casting a net into the sea, for they were fishermen. They were fishermen. And Jesus said to them, follow me and I will make you fish for people. What's interesting here is the Greek words behind I will make. Actually, if you translated it literally, it would say something along the lines of I will make you to become fishermen of people. It, it's the, in the Greek, it's the word genomai, which is a word that means to become or to come into being. It's a creating word, a creative word, a transforming word. It's the same word we hear in the first chapter of John where Jesus is the eternal word. And, and, and it says, and all things came into being, genomai, through him. You see, Jesus isn't just calling them to do something new. Jesus is be calling them to become something new. Jesus isn't just changing their vocation. Jesus is changing their very identity. To follow Jesus is to be transformed by Jesus. I love how Martin Luther talks about this. He writes that the love of God does not find, but creates that which is pleasing to it. The love of God does not find, but creates that which is pleasing to it. You see, for most of us, the call of Jesus probably isn't about leaving everything behind and totally going in a new direction in our lives and, and abandoning all. Maybe for some, but for most of us, I think it's probably rather about that daily discipleship, walking in the way of Jesus each and every day. So I think the question becomes, Jesus, what are you calling me to right now? Jesus, how are you calling me to follow you today in this place where you have planted me? Because, friends, when we follow Jesus, we become something new. We become people who choose love over blame. 
We become people who who choose forgiveness over demonizing. When we follow Jesus, we become the kind of people who refuse to see enemies, but instead see past that and see beloveds who are created in and bear the image of God. Following Jesus means daring to live each and every day as if what Jesus said is actually true, that the time is now and the kingdom of God is near, it's at hand. And yes, Following Jesus almost always means giving something up, and that's okay. Jesus never promises that following him will be easy. In fact, following Jesus isn't what I would call an easy life, but it is what I believe to be the absolute best life. To follow Jesus is to be transformed by him and and become the best version of ourselves, the person God created us to be. And and that means that it's not by our own striving or our own goodness, but it's by the grace of God working inside us. Following Jesus means a life brimming with purpose and meaning. It means a life where we get to be a part of something so much bigger than ourselves, the body of Christ. Following Jesus means we're part of a community that will never, ever give up on us or stop loving us because we're part of this family on mission together for the sake of the world. So this week as we go out, my challenge for each of us is this. What would it look like if we begin every morning starting our day with a simple prayer? Jesus, what does it mean to follow you today? Lord, how are you calling me to follow you today? Will you pray with me? Holy and gracious Lord, we give thanks that you uh, transform us, that you see things in us that we can't even see in ourselves. Lord, thank you for for not giving up on us, for calling us to follow you each day. And we know that we stumble and there are so many voices and and obstacles that get in our way, Lord, but we long to live the life you've created us to live. Lord, help each of us to, to see the opportunities to live into your kingdom every day and those around us. Lord, help us to be brave enough to seek and follow you with each new morning. We give thanks and we lay ourselves at your feet, Lord. In Jesus' name. Amen.